Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. You mind if I dive in here with a quick ad? Have you joined that Kevin Smith club yet? Oh my Lord, I'm having a blast inside of it. And it seems like people who've joined up uh, are enjoying it as well. My Lord, I spent uh, all of last week reading from an old ass journal that I found circa clerks, man, on my show, Wake and Bake. Me and Jen been doing plus one 2020 version, which has been a blast. Me and Andy have been doing education. It is a fun time at That Kevin Smith Club. You want to get clubbed? Jump on over to thatkevinsmithclub.com right now and you can become a clerk, a mall rat, a fun employee, or a yoga hoser. That's the top level, man. It's fun inside That Kevin Smith Club. Come join me right now. Shirts, pants, optional because you access that kevin smith club right from your phone or laptop you don't have to go nowhere in this world where we're not allowed to go anywhere come out to that kevin smith club or rather come in to that kevin smith club that kevin smith club.com hit me episode 317 you've got to throw some cold water on this situation start talking about nerd stuff you know nerd culture is mainstream now so when you use the word nerd derogatorily means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. It's like, are they ever going to talk? That's probably what people are wondering. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the NetHeads. My name's Will. And I'm Trent. If you want to take part in the program, you can. One of one of very many ways, including uh, all the social medias. But the most important one of them that we usually push is a little thing called Twitter. Trent, tell them about it. Yeah. Yeah, we use, we use a, a, a hashtag. And uh, it's it's NetHeads. Uh, and since there was no uh, basketball tournament this year, it has not been overtaken by basketball fans of of using NetHeads as their uh, nom de plume or their yeah. hashtag. Exactly. So yeah. Use use uh, the hashtag NetHeads and uh, join join in after the fact right now or in the future even. In the future? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, actually, I see. But I understand. I'm sorry. I got, I got all hammy about it, but no, I get it because you could be listening to this at any time because it's a yeah. podcast. I get it. I mean, I mean, not 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 only two weeks ago did one um, Jen Schmidt even uh, say that NetHeads, including the host uh, NetHead Prime, NetHead WW, makes the world a better place. Oh, well, that's just beautiful. I didn't even. I wasn't even aware. That we did that. I just thought yeah. that uh, it let me sit down and, and talk to uh, my, my good buddy Trent here. Uh, by nope. the way, uh, Sean Ryan already pointing out on the Facebooks, morning uh, from down under. Well, uh, g'day, sir, I guess is the appropriate response there. The, uh, that's their word, not yours, Will, so be careful. Okay, I understand completely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, for this particular show, my safety word is mahalo. What is yours, Trent? Uh, it's the Portuguese word for pineapple, which is... 
Abakashi. Okay, well, I, there's definitely no confusing that one. I think <laughs> Abakashi. So if yeah. I if I hear that, I know it's time yeah. to back it's, off oh, a little. Some, 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 some. <laughs> less hard, less hard. Wow. I understand. I'll uh, I'll try and keep my podcasting to a uh, to a minimum level. Mas mas suave, por favor. De nada, señor. No te preocupes. Uh, donde está la biblioteca? Thank you very much. Uh, donde está la biblioteca? Uh, crap. Me, me llamo T Bone. T Bone la araña no, discoteca. Discoteca. Yeah, it's just I, muñeca. Oh, I used to have it all memorized one time. I did too, which is sad. I, I just wish I did, but I don't anymore. Dude, how crazy is it that community during during this whole work from home set that everyone's in has had this crazy second life all of a sudden? Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, by the way, welcome everybody to uh, day 66 of my particular shelter in place here in Northern California. Um, yes, yes, I don't indeed. know about you, Trent. What uh, you, um, you're just basically living a lifestyle. You're not really sheltering in place, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think here. Like I became fun employed on February 17th, I think. Okay, so that's only twenty. So, so technically speaking, that's just like twenty nine days ahead of me. If you want to consider yeah. it a lifestyle, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and as such, you know, uh, many different things happen. A lot of people, like my wife, even though recently I just had rewatched it, my wife has been rewatching New Girl, and Community just happened oh, to yeah. drop on Netflix a couple weeks into most people's shelter in place. So I'm not really surprised. And again, it's it's one of those shows that I just thoroughly enjoy. And, and really, it just kind of took an absolute left turn compared to what its pilot was, even by the second episode, I think. It just kind of go, went, I don't want to say off the rails, but yeah. it yeah. definitely established its own tone. Well, with- it's... Yeah, no, I agree. And and the the thing that's been interesting for for me at least has been people who it's it's a it's almost a younger generation, like a generation below me and maybe one two generations below that are that are falling in love with it. Not not unlike the 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 Z generation's love with the office all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. Uh which by the way is interesting because I'm sure we're going to very uh, shortly be in a world where the office is no longer available for any type of of bingeable methodology uh, other than uh the NBC HBO Max direction, I'm sure, cuz I believe that conglomerate is kind of uh well no no no, Friends is is Warner Brothers, that's why it's going to be on HBO Max. What's going to happen really? to me? Oh, Peacock. Peacock. NBC is coming Peacock. out with Peacock, I believe, which will have original content. As a matter of fact, I think that is where AP Bio is returning to oh, uh, for good. season three. Yeah. I was so worried about that because it is a great program. See, it's interesting. So I, I wonder then if if uh, Viacom NBC has sold their rights, um, not Viacom, Comcast, has sold their rights or is selling or planning to sell the rights to Hulu? That's a great question. It's a it's it's a complex time, Trent. It's a really huh. complex time. Uh, but Community, getting back to that, was on uh, Hulu for the longest time. That's where yeah. I went through it, and then just recently got added into Netflix. And 
It really is. It's, it's an enjoyable show. I, I haven't seen its resurgence other than the fact that I knew it was there. And I think I saw like a few people lip syncing to the very same uh, end credit bit we were just talking about or tag, if you will. Um, but, uh, I haven't really been, I haven't really haven't been in much else, uh, mainly because I, I just feel like I'm always working on something right now. Although admittedly with Disney plus, I still really want to go back and start watching all of the Simpsons episodes. Oh dude. I, that was, that was first week I had it. That's I watched. Well, I think I, I think, I think I started it, it when I kind of fell off there. There was like a like a six-year black hole for me. So I, I caught up on that, and then I restarted and, and went all the way through. Man, it it holds up. It's It does. It does. And there's so many characters that you don't even know existed. One of my favorite posters I've ever had was of, uh, I don't know what season, but it it came out, but it was a poster of all the different characters. And there was there were a couple I just happened upon. Um, I was talking about you with it earlier. There's, there's a guy who kind of has like a... Pepe Le Pew mustache and he only has one tagline really and it's like the first 10 seasons and he just pops in and it's and he says like oh dear or, oh my like and that's all he does and they reference it like hey aren't you the guy that only says this he says oh yes um I I tried looking for his name online before we went on and I couldn't find it to save my life but anyway I'm sure I'm sure someone uh knows what I'm talking about and we'll use the hashtag netheads if not live chat in facebook right now yeah uh which of course uh, hello to david wallace in the uk and to ryan Connolly. thank you very much for joining us you know i was thinking about it trent um <clears throat> for the longest time uh i've been kind of in many ways adhering to an old model um in that i just don't really i keep treating this like a live broadcast without any structure when really it's it's something it's its own unique identity, and it's interesting to see the way digital broadcast has evolved. I mean, because technically speaking, right now, you and I appear to have the exact same broadcasting capabilities utilized by The Tonight Show, The Daily Show, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel Live, yeah. and the like. We have the exact same broadcasting tools. Uh, but I'm also noticing, too, that there is a, a certain side of this that, in a way... Uh, We've kind of been ignoring, which is that when we do this, you, you really kind of have to have a way to interact with the people that are also viewing live because yeah. it's a, it's this isn't a podcast, this isn't a radio show, this is whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to trying to evolve now that I've come to that realization for whatever that means. Uh, thankfully, I think we've kind of caught up technology wise with all of that in that I can now view like chat when it happens and you're able to keep an eye on things as well and it's really nice and convenient i'm just amazed uh that there aren't more people that are doing things like live video unless they don't want to either compete with what's out there or uh like the entire universe of twitch which have you delved much into that uh a little bit a little bit yeah um uh Quite a bit, actually. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say quite a bit, but I've got friend, like a friend, who is that's kind of like what he does now. Um, is he's 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 kind of running a Twitch empire esque type thing, and and it is all based on the fan interaction. Yeah, um, exactly. You completely. Yeah, if you are not 
uh, shouting out to people doing activity during it, you're you're doing it wrong, basically. Which, which again, chicken or egg, I'm not sure, may have all come from uh, the industry of uh, internet sex cam work workers. <laughs> I'm serious about this, though. Like, like it's what what we see happening uh, in Twitch with like. Hey, thanks for the for the donation. Hey, thanks for this. Hey, all the shout outs and stuff we kind of saw earlier in the porn industry. So, I mean, not unlike uh, beta and and VHS and HD DVD and Blu-ray, it's whatever gets the porn industry behind it. Yeah, goes actually, it's amazing how much uh, technological advancement is predicated by sex. But it's true. It, it's true. It, it, I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the one like uh, desire that almost all humans have. As they said in the uh, third season of The Good Place, uh, why? What is it about humans where every technological advancement you first want to use it with porn? <laughs> it's like, well, we're just we're just garbage beings, and that's that. Um, <laughs> You know what, though? I understand completely what you're saying, though. You you really kind of do have a point. And, I, you know, it's uh, we're kind of we're supposed to be a tech podcast and this is tech oriented. So I'm really cool talking about sure, this. But sure. it is it's interesting. The different uh, jobs, if you will, incomes or income sources that exist now. Uh, I have a yeah. five year old who, of course, is. Uh, obsessed with the video game Roblox. Now, before this, I had a five-year-old who at the time was obsessed with um, my Littlest Pet Shops and with uh, Minecraft. Now, there is a 10-year span between those two, and I also don't think we let Emily look at YouTube at five. It was probably more like eight. So we're, t we're talking about a seven-year difference, but in that time, there are still these niche content creators where all they do is either... Uh, on YouTube, play along to a video game or create a scenario, and they kind of take you through a story or the game they're playing. Okay. And little kids just will watch this for hours and hours. So I, I'm amazed at, but can understand how that market could be created because it could be supported by uh, children constantly viewing and not knowing how to click out of ads. So you got a lot of ad generation yeah. happening. Uh, but at the same time, the other thing I'm noticing between all these uh, content creators, it seems like if you're going to host a gaming channel that's oriented around something that may be uh, for younger viewers, somehow they almost all have really freaking annoying voices, dude. Oh, yeah. It's it's weird, too. Like, it's interesting because, like, this is so opposite of what kind of, like, made being a radio DJ, the coolest thing possible, right? Is, is you had like the Wolfman Jack, like all these like people who have made, you never saw them, but, but you, you heard their voices and they just sounded so cool all the time. Right. And now it's the exact opposite where like, if you look cool, you can get away with just having the most annoying voice in the world. <laughs> I, I'm going to do something terrible right now, Trent. While, uh, <laughs> Now that you've brought that up, I'm just very quickly, and I'm sorry to call somebody out uh, by name, but I'm just going to, in Google, or in uh, in YouTube, still Google, uh, I'm going to look up MicroGuardian Roblox, okay? And and now you can sample exactly what I am uh, subjected to every time my child wants to watch something. 
Let me just get over the ad. Everyone's got a paper somehow. In today's episode of Roblox, we move into a brand new house with a bunch of strangers I've never met before, where there's a Roblox purge happening and all of these people are breaking into our house and they're all led by one man named Scary Larry. Make sure to watch to the end. Let me it was just real skip scary. ahead. And we, now we need to board up windows because if we don't do that, then Scary Larry's gonna come with his perps again. Oh. By the way, I know my kid has watched that particular video. Um, but my favorite part of doing this is okay, now let me just cut over to Trent, and your face pretty much said it all, I think. That's really, he, he, really selling it. His name should be Scary Larry. I completely agree. Um, I think it's Ryan though. Uh, so anyway, I, but I'm not, I'm not here to tear down content creators because that like it, there's this amazing diversification where almost uh, anything can have an audience. So it doesn't matter sure. what you do, as long as you're passionate about it, you enjoy it. I think that kind of sells it to people. Um, but uh, you've got that. But then you do have this other niche market uh, of, of the Twitch world. And so you're mentioning, uh, like, you know, somebody that's presiding over basically a gaming Twitch empire, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Uh huh. And there is just that part amazes me even more actually it doesn't that makes at least a little more sense because like you said there's fan interaction there's community interaction right right uh with my daughter watching these videos it is that's nothing but one-way consumption that's literally somebody sitting there watching somebody else play a game uh i can't wait for 10 years from now to play it back for her and just say this is what you used to watch all the time yeah R remember when this was your jam yeah and then you know she'll bleed from her ears much the same way we have <laughs> um but but the whole twitch thing i'm also amazed by too uh, especially since uh, i've been kind of sitting on the sidelines as kind of a participant uh de facto in rebroadcasting uh content um the the whole uh, aspect of of like Jason Muse uh, on Twitch. So so I what I'm saying is I've been sitting here and I've been able to like see this from the sidelines the way people interact and and how quick and easy it has built in tools as well to to I don't want to say bait people but encourage people to interact and gift oh, and yeah. spend money. Yeah, there's there's uh, I mean that's it's not unlike gambling, right? Like there's there's a reason. Um, you set up your bots so that when someone donates, there's the, a certain sound that you get to have or whatever, like, mm -hmm. um, and, and you get it like certain perks or whatever, like it's, it's buying into that, um, uh, reward system that we all crave. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's I, I like to think of it as the, as the gerbil feeder is what I think of it as. Cause it's <laughs> right, just yeah, like, yeah. you know, you do the reward, the, the treat comes out, you do the, you do the task, the treat comes out, but still uh, at the same time, I, because of that, I, I would scroll through Twitch because naturally, you know, I dabbled early on. And by the way, I, the funniest thing about this whole shelter in place thing has been, like the aspirations of like, oh, you know what? I could do so much stuff. I, I'll, you know, not that my lifestyle really changed, but it's like, <laughs> right. there'll be more people at home. So I should take advantage of this. But then you discover that, uh, like there are other priorities in life. You know, I yeah. have, as I'm sitting in here podcasting, but I have children that I should be spending time with. There are things to do around the house. So then you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not really a quote unquote content creator or aggregator i'm you know i have aspirations i, I just like doing this yeah. uh and that's fine exactly 
Uh, but uh, there are other people that in, in going through Twitch, they may not even necessarily game or they just lackadaisically game, but somehow they're supporting themselves through that that uh, avenue. And to me, that is just incredible. I wish something like that had existed 10 to 15 years ago. Well, I mean, yes, and I, I, I would give us I would give a slash to that in that. Twitch, Twitch in particular, I think those guys, the, the ones who do it well, are some of the hardest workers out there. Um, as as far as at least, and maybe I'm just super picky about who I follow, but like Pay Money Wubby, like uh, he he, that's what he's doing. That's his life now, and uh, he's 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 working so freaking hard, putting out new content, and he's also got to be a master marketer at the same time, right? Um, knowing what to cover at the right times, like you're learning media cycles, whether it be pop culture or or certain video game niches, anything along those lines, like um, to to do it and to be to be self sustaining outside of your mom's house has got to be so freaking hard. Like you, you just never stop working. I would guess. I <clears throat> I personally feel I would I would be crushed trying to. Well, obviously, I would as a forty-nine-year-old bald guy in glasses. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have. Well, actually, I may have the cleavage to be able to try and and uh, gain some traction, but sure, sure, I, sure. I certainly don't have the gaming skill. Uh, although watching Jay and Kevin uh, playing Mall Brawl makes me realize yeah. maybe I should take a look at a Steam account because I could definitely play a game like that. Or um, the the beloved game. Uh, for Sega Genesis fans of Streets of Rage, they just did a, a, a new Streets of Rage that came out a few weeks ago, Streets of Rage 4. I, I mean, I was a Sega fan, right? But I, I knew that it was a ripoff of Final Fight, Capcom's Final Fight, the arcade game, and that Final Fight's a better game, it's a better franchise, which gave us eventually, you know, Street Fighter. That being said, dude, it is it is classic, just brawling action that they've added just a few little tweaks to that make it faster and a little bit better. And I'm telling you, man, it's a ton of fun. And like you, you feel like you're 16 again and, and kicking trash and you're really good at it. And maybe someone uh, who's, I don't know, 16 now would be like, you have to use your hands. That's a baby's toy. <laughs> Back to the future, too. Nice call. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, Ryan Connolly shouting out. I enjoy hearing uh, Kevin and Ralph shouting out uh, Netheads on HBO podcasts. Yeah, that's cool too. Which is part of the reason why I've been like, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I've been just just like chomping at the bit. I'm like, hey Trent, how you doing? Hey Trent, how you doing? Hey, man. hey buddy. Do you, hey. Do, you, do, you do you love me still? Do you want to do a podcast? He's never seen Frozen, so he doesn't know what that is. But I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Will, this is an original too. I think this could go somewhere. No. I bet I did do that once. I sent him a message that was like uh, the entire first verse of "Do you want to build a snowman?" but uh, or podcast oriented. Totally, totally lost on me. Which my wife is like, "Oh, you can rhyme for him, but I don't get any new poems." Sorry, honey. <clears throat> Valid point. Valid point. <clears throat> a little uncomfortable. Uh, where was I going? Oh, anyway, uh, we have we've actually been getting some attention. Uh, because of the supporting role that I've been playing. And so, yeah, we've gotten plugs on uh, Hollywood Babylon. We've gotten plug plugs on Ralph's uh, weekly cocktail party with his uh, premier club. We've gotten no, it no, from no. Kevin and Jay on the Twitch stream. 
these these are plugs like um, on air mentions, not plugs like you would find in one of the aforementioned uh, workers' Amazon. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, and this is going to derail the conversation as well. <laughs> Probably my favorite term that is used uh, by both Peter Parker and Tony Stark in the MCU films. Because when we first uh, meet Peter, uh, I think in in Civil War, at one point he says, I'm going to stop you right there. And then there's another point later on, either in that movie or one of the other MCU films. Oh no, it was Tony Stark, where... Um, uh, Ant-Man is reciting like the time heist concept. He's like, I'm going to stop you right there. They keep using that term very effectively, yeah, yeah. but it's no surprise because those are both written by the same people. Anyway, it's just one of those little things that I, I get giddy about and I enjoy. Um, anyway, yeah, we've been getting mentions on air, which is great. Uh, when you're doing a podcast, that's really great to get attention. But, you know, when you're us, it's, it's kind of like begging for a free billboard to show nothing. So thank <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. Uh, getting back to the Twitch thing, um, yeah, I, that's the one thing that I, I where I was going with this. I can't conceptualize what I would do to be able to continuously generate enough content in order to have a sustaining model. I mean, you look at the uh, look at the kind of funny guys. They they too. I think they have like an entire Patreon experience, and they're doing original content and they're constantly producing live shows. Which I guess when that's your, at the same time, if that's your business and you have a diverse cast like they do, I can imagine that that might be a little bit easier because you have your daily shows and you're, so you're just building content. But for somebody that is like, uh, not as popular as a ninja or, or somebody else, if you will, yeah. obviously you're going to have to really put in the effort and, and, you know, like uh, using a parable as well. There are a lot of things that we could do to be pushing and promoting netheads that we just don't do. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Because the number one adage in sales is you you lose 100% of the sales you don't ask for. So if we're not yeah. doing anything to extend our brand or what have you, you know, what are we really doing? And I would love to uh, sort of alleviate many ways the burden on you by being able to come up with uh, some content that I can generate in in a way that's as rewarding as our conversations together. The problem is that's, first of all, very hard, so kudos to you. Um, let me what? rephrase. It's very, doing, it's very doing, difficult. Yeah, doing anything solo is so hard and being engaging. Again, why a tip of the hat to all of those Twitch people that make it good? Yeah, that's that 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 actually draws you in. And again, uh, maybe I'm not the the right demographic, and and that's why I'm only drawn to a very specific uh, group. But um, he he passed away. But one of the greatest uh, Twitch streamers of all time, a, a game reviewer, uh, Total Biscuit. I mean, uh, and I get he he wouldn't be like the 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 teenagers fan because he he had opinions, and and may and maybe that's what I'm more drawn to is kind of the podcasting style mixed in with the Twitch stuff, right? So so that I feel like I'm being edified or or at least having my 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 knowledge uh augmented and not just like, you know, scary Larry. <laughs> oh, don't do don't. I will kill you. Um yeah, I uh and I don't mean I don't even mean it in the solo creator way because like you said, um that the Twitch environment is a unique beast, but there is still a level of interactivity that goes on. So 
if I could get, if I had something, I could easily do the Twitch experience. I'm not saying I'd be successful at it whatsoever. That's not what I'm implying. Okay. Ask my wife. I can talk forever about nothing. So that isn't an issue. The only thing I would need is something that would be visually, uh, stimulating to people in order to, uh, that I could also actively do in between the times where there may not be interaction in the beginning, because I think I have finally, I finally come to a point, Trent, it's only taking me, oh, I'd say more than a decade of content creation. I've finally come to the acceptance point where I need to stop looking at numbers. I need to stop caring about subscribers because the reason why I do this is because I enjoy it. And so just enjoy it and then let everything else happen. So I could go on Twitch now and not care about the anxiety of seeing zero viewers. I'm okay right. with that. Yep. Right? As long as I'd have something else to do, which is why I'm almost considering getting a Steam account and maybe playing like Mall Brawl, just so it's something yes. I could do. Yep. And then I can work with the interactions and just go yep. with it. Um, well, and, and, and I think that's you, you're, you're hitting on what I think there are. I'm sure there's more, but for me, there are, I, I would lump people in the. Uh, that realm of, and, and I'm sorry that I'm marginalizing you guys all because I know uh, myself being a pseudo millennial, we all hate uh, labels as being labeled millennials. Um, the irony there uh, is, is that there's, there's people who have um, content, right? So, so you're, so you're watching it because of what's, what's being shown to you. And then you have personalities, Right, right, and they're totally different, right? So I would say, uh, uh, my neighbor here in in Utah uh, has a very successful YouTube channel called Cody's Lab, right? And he's a he's a great guy. I talk to him every week. Uh, super super nice dude. I wouldn't necessarily call him a personality, right? He's he's not your ninja, uh, but the content he puts up is so cool and it's so intriguing. That's what keeps people coming back, right? And it's very very few. Uh, are the people that can blend that to where they have a personality mixed with uh, uh, actual content that, that's also intriguing. Um, top top of my mind, I can only really think of is Bolter, B-O-L-T-R, um, uh, on on YouTube if you ever check him out. But uh, yeah, it's... it's and, and so what you're saying makes total sense, right? If, uh, if, if you're able, if, if you want to just talk and like hang out, you don't have to have anything specific to be to be showing right like um the few times that i've ever done like uh street fighter twitch streams my face cam is usually a dog i'll, I'll put it on i'll put it on a sleeping don't, dog don't oh okay i was like don't judge yourself that oh, harshly hey, but hey now, hey now come on buddy you're a handsome <laughs> yeah, man I'll, I'll, I'll put the face cam on on a sleeping dog and and randomly people will be like what the hell is that <laughs> <laughs> Although that sounds like it could be something that would be fun, like if you and I could play a game and twitch it together, and and we just have cams on our dogs, and 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 we call it "Let Sleeping Dogs Play" game. Uh -huh. Boom! You just put that idea out there. Some ten people Boom. have already stolen it, like, yeah. just like that. <laughs> Even though I'm sure there's like fifteen people already doing it. <laughs> yeah, there, I'm sure there are. Well, I know that uh, you know if everything were working correctly in here, I one of the things I could also do would be able to cut to a, a vector uh, display. So instead of 
a dog. I could just have a digital robot sitting next to an R2-D2 with Snake's Plitz, Pliskin right there in the corner. So I, I do have these alternative things I could cut to, uh, which uh, would be handy as well if you didn't want to be seen on screen. But I kind of think that actually what would be best is because uh, this plays to both things. So it lets you do the dog thing and then and then I'm there to just try and be the pure attention whore that I am uh, yeah, yeah. on camera. <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of which, I want to make a, just a quick announcement, uh, kind of in the realm of content creation. Now, I'm not saying this to brag in any way, because really, uh, when it comes to what goes on in that particular platform, which I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about, uh, but this past week, I uh, apparently have uh, surpassed um, not only uh, 10,000 followers on TikTok, I've now got... Uh, over 12,000 followers uh, on TikTok. So now we are, I'm finally going to bring you home from for all this uh, TikTok talk. Are you ready for what it really is, Trent? <laughs> Please, Will. What, is it, what does it mean? Here's, the, here's, here's my grand plan. This is what I've been building towards, you know, because like when my wife asks, you know, why do you, why do you care how many followers you have? And I finally understand why it all kind of came together uh, because somebody sent for some reason and I'm taking advantage of that they didn't identify themselves, but somebody else sent another vector because if you look at uh, nethead WW on Twitter, the majority of it that's successful is vector content, if you will. So <clears throat> at one point I said, you know what? When we hit 10,000, I'm going to give away a vector. A vector, yeah, yeah. Which I'm going to. Uh, so, you know, that's if you want to follow on TikTok, there's a there's a reason. If you want to download TikTok, I guess there's a reason. Eh. But here's the grand plan, because this is the only reason why I think I really did care. It's the grand experiment. Uh, I've said many times that the thing I love to do, the thing that I enjoy is the podcast. Everything right. I do, if you've seen me tinker with anything online uh the patreon everything is in service of the podcast uh although anyway it's all been in service of the podcast so this week the reason why i was also very anxious to record something with you is because i wanted something new uh hopefully it would be good but <laughs> you know figures can't be let's not be picky so the idea is to see if any of this can translate into something else. Uh, of those 12.3 thousand followers, of course, I found out you have the ability to get analytics if you go pro. And uh. of those, here's the important part, okay? So this will be some really weird translation if it does okay. happen. 15% of that audience, I'm not even saying my audience, that audience is in the Philippines. In the past... 48 hours, we have jumped with the United States moving into the second position of 12% of the audience, which is great news because now it pushes Brazil, India, and Indonesia down uh, to 12, 9, and 8, respectively. Uh, and then I guess it's just scattershot around the other things. But now that's great news that of the 12,268 current followers, 12% 12 of them are in the U.S. That's good news because, you know, like let's just use 10%. 10% of 12,000 is? Uh, 1,200? Exactly. So. Well, that was a total shot in the dark, dude, but I, I came out ahead. 
Yeah, you just lo- I, I think you, with the ten percent, you just lop off a zero and then I whatever. I just got accepted to state school, ma. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're doing better than the public education system with me. Why do you think I asked instead of giving the answer? <laughs> and at one at one point when you said twelve hundred, I'm like, sounds sure, good. Sure, yeah. Why not? Right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give that away, but there are going to be, uh, I even say it on the video, certain provisos, certain quid pro quos. Because, you know, I'm giving. Oh, some... my. <laughs> Don't do that when you're not on camera. Sorry, uh, sorry. So uh, I'm going to tell the TikTok audience this is the giveaway, and here are the things you have to do. You have to follow the, go to the link in my bio, click on the Instagram, uh, follow the YouTube, and comment on the latest video, I Love Vector, right? So. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then finally, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, of all those things, the ironic part is the least trackable is the directly is the subscription to the podcast. But if we see the numbers go up from that, then we know it can translate. At which point right. then I'll actually care more about making content on that platform and continuing it. Sure. Because this is really, this is the only, I mean, like, I, because I, I did some serious introspection. I'm like, really, why do I care about this? Why am I doing this? I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, there is something very rewarding in creating something and anyone liking it. The fact that there are 12, 000, over 12,000 followers of that account, I am deeply appreciative of because it means that 12,000 people gave enough of a crap to click one extra little thing on the screen. Um, and I don't minimize that because that's a big thing. And it's generated uh, over a third of a million uh, likes. So people have taken the time to... And more importantly, I, we've provide I've provided something of entertainment to something in a way I've provided value. And the fact that even like my minimal videos get 700 views, that's amazing to me. And, and I'm thankful for it. I don't mean to minimize the TikTok audience, but as a 49 year old bald guy, I'm not exactly the biggest draw on the platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same, much in the same way that you're not going to see me become a cam girl. You're not going to. Well, hey, don't tell yourself short. There's, there's a niche for everyone, Will. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So, uh, but, you know, also it's going to be, it's open to everybody. Anybody that's a follower, comment, subscribes on the Instagram, does that, do that. The only problem is those links are originating on the TikTok profile. Uh, Dave Wallace, Dave Wallace is laughing. Uh, all I got to do is comment on a YouTube video. That's what Ryan Connolly says. So he's got the world dialed in, it appears. Yeah. Wait a minute. Does that mean Ryan Connolly is secretly on TikTok and is following my account and I don't know? Hey, don't dox him. Okay, I won't. I won't. I'll let it go, Come man. On, man. I'll let it go. <laughs> I'll let it go. Um <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of which, too, uh in talking about extending your brand and brand awareness and everything else, like one of the things we don't really plug on plug in the show, like it's not even in the cute little lower thirds that I've made. Um you know, we have NetHeads on air, which is basically like a repeater point for all of the the media of audio and video, mostly, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's your one-stop shop. Yeah. It uh, gives you a destination for everything. Funniest thing, though, Trent, I say everything's in service of the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you, yeah, absolutely. So if you have something that's offering a podcast, what do you think is like like one of those basic things you should have on the site? Mm, the podcast? That's a good one. That's a good start. Yeah. Yes, you'd want to have yeah. the podcast now. Yeah, and then and then second, mm, I don't know, a, a way to regularly get it. Oh, you mean like a subscribe button per se? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
we've had netheads on air up for like what three, four years, maybe. Oh, at least that. How is it neither one of us noticed that there was no subscribe to the <laughs> subscribe to the well, podcast? Well, Will, I'd I'd like I'd like to think that uh, you know, it, uh, well, okay, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Um, you're an expert in compliance, and there was there was no document. Uh, outlining the compliance uh, necessitating uh, a subscribe button. And I uh, have worked in web design and just never noticed. <laughs> I'll take it. That's I, I was okay. trying to get somewhere and it's like, oh shit, no, I, I, I got nothing. That's fine, man. I'll take it. It's good. I just thought it was really funny when I, like, I, I had this epiphany because uh, we got a notice from Loot Crate. They're like, hey, do you want to do you want to do sponsorship again? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so I'll I was going through that. And so when I was looking at all of the good stuff and dead stuff on the site, because me, um, I, I then realized, wait a second, uh, there's no way to subscribe. Although I will tell you that from uh, my experience with supporting other podcasts and other platforms, I, to this day, am still amazed at how many people don't use or consume podcasts in the way that ideally delivery was intended. Yep. I guess that's a sensitive way to put it. Uh, yep. Where do you think I'm going with that, Trent? I don't know where you're going with it, but but anecdotally, dude. Uh, so for Christmas, I got my mom uh, a Spotify uh, year-long subscription and a Bluetooth stereo. And... Bless her heart. Like every other week, she asks me if she can listen to podcasts on Spotify. Well, you yeah. can, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have to walk her through the process. But like, I mean, like, uh, Spotify n not designed originally to be a, a, a podcatcher, right? Which, by the way, you can find us on Spotify. Oh, nice, nice segue there. There you go. <laughs> uh, you can find NetHeads on on Spot. As a matter of fact, uh, if you have your Spotify account connected and uh we were indexed in a way that it would be understandable you could say something cool like play i i'll demonstrate but not with our podcast because it wouldn't work but like i could say computer play smodcast on spotify getting smartcast from spotify see Playing the latest episode smart entrevista Felipe Consortium. okay alexa stop or computer, computer stop Computer enhance. Yeah, I had to be all nerdy and like tell use computer as the trigger word here yeah. in the office. Yeah. And the funniest part is I, I like go all over the house saying different shit to different inanimate objects now. It's like computer crap. No. Uh I I uh Ryan Connolly saying, How do you use an RSS feed asking for a friend? That's exactly yep. what uh where yep. I was going with that. Um the original conceptualization of podcasts and the reason why they're called a podcast is because, yep. well, because of the guy who created the concept. But you use an RSS feed, you put the RSS feed into a podcast catcher, and then the idea is it's automatically, as long as that device is connected to the internet, it, it'll get the new content, bring it to your device so that you can then play it. But what I'm surprised by is the large number of people that don't know that or they don't want to do that and they rely on downloading media to their computer or what have you for consumption yeah well and and it's 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 crazy because i mean it's the most simple delivery form out there it stands for really simple uh crap what's the other s stream something like that 
Yeah, RSS. Um, and, and it is the most basic of of uh, pieces of code where where it's basically just uh, crawling for text uh, and uh, a, a link for the source um, download. Uh, and and for some reason, it's it's gotten so much more difficult. <laughs> well, I for, think for consumption when when it really shouldn't, and and maybe that's because it took so long for there to be a good alternative to iTunes, aka the worst software ever made. Yeah, I can't comment because the one I majorly still use is the podcasts app on an iPhone. Uh, but, but do you know what I mean? Like like. Like, uh, I, and I, I know many of our listeners, uh, good friends of ours, uh, sing, sing the, the acclaims of the Zune and, and how great its podcasting, uh, was, uh, or its, its podcatcher and everything was. But like outside of iTunes, it took so long before others caught up to where, uh, it, it worked really well that didn't involve copying an RSS feed and plugging it into your, um, actual podcatcher itself. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a of recent events. It's been a really interesting learning experience to kind of get back in touch with the fact that uh, it it is still a technology that's not easily understood. Yeah. And and even though there are are alternatives, uh, there are also conf like uh, Google uh, Play Music uh, is uh, winding down, and they're switching over to YouTube service. And I don't know if that impacts the Google Play podcast portion of things yet. I don't know what that translates to, but you know there are still people that don't even know that, that Google for a while would support it. And their podcast app too, I don't know what they were thinking because they don't support uh, private RSS feeds. So if a podcast uh, app doesn't support that, then if you get a podcast from something like a boutique or custom service like uh, the Ralph Report or that Kevin Smith Club, right. uh, you're going to have challenges. Um, but still, you're right. I mean, there are people uh, that that still don't understand that you can just use an app on your phone and it'll automatically arrive. Or maybe they don't want to because of the data. I don't know. Yeah, but everyone's got Wi-Fi now, I swear. <laughs> uh, Americo. Oh, my gosh. A voice of NetHeads past Americo saying they should rename it OK BoomerCast. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of heat he used to yeah. bring when he sat in a, as we were a trio here. That was nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm still shocked at the number of people that aren't aware how you can get a podcast and they yeah. rely on downloading it. It still shocks me. But, you know, again, it's uh, at the same time, it, it, I, to me, it really is shocking because of how mainstream, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, podcasts have become. Because it seems like every major brand or every major star, definitely every comedian, has got a podcast. Yeah, I think I think brands have got to the to the game a little late. De definitely, your comedians, some of the first people on the ball, um, because it's I mean it's, it's 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 how you work your material, right? It's uh, workshopping that way. Um, but I see, you know, the just this year, the WWE, who has, you know, 
you know, breaks its arm jerking itself off on how good it is at social media and how many awards it wins in in new media development just barely started its own uh set of podcasts this year 2020 like kind of kind of behind the game if 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 you're at that forefront yeah, um, I mean I almost, almost like is it too late I wonder well, uh, I would say yes and no, because uh, like similarly, NBC, I think only recently kind of embraced it because in between the second and third season of The Good Place is when The Good Place, the podcast hosted by my personal friend, Mark Evan Jackson. Uh, also featured in this latest season of uh, Dead to Me. Oh, he is? Yeah. I've, I've only, I only got through 10 minutes of the first episode when I realized, oh. oh, I can't watch this. My kid's in the room. Gosh, I love, I love that, that television program so much. Yeah, well, it's another, uh, yeah, it's another Netflix original, which interest yep. to me, I feel, I mean, they renewed it for a season two, which was great, but I just feel like they are, are flat out neglecting it. I only knew that it was out because I think I follow Christina Applegate on Twitter. Uh, and I only knew it was out because, um, uh, Vulture did an article on on how weird it is and so good. Why why is it so good for being so weird? Like like the premise wise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a it's a it's a, if it, and if you don't know what we're talking about, not going to tell you. Go watch the first uh, two seasons, or yeah, go watch the first two seasons on Netflix. Really enjoyable show. Uh, don't know how they didn't. Anyway, uh, good to hear that he's on Dead to Me. Um, uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's not really my personal friend, folks. Uh, but uh, NBC. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Getting back to the point, uh, NBC only seems to recently be um, embracing the concept. But it seems like every time I turn around, there's another big name or another big brand, which in a way makes me feel good for the industry. Uh, and if I were to care about subscription numbers, then I would probably be concerned because it's another, I don't want to say encroachment on the podcast market, but it's further diversifying it. But the more mainstream that you've got present within the market, uh, the more you're going to, the tiny voices are going to be competing much in the way that mom and pop shops have to compete against big box stores. Right. right. So, uh, but at the same time, uh, again, it, if you're sitting down to do a podcast, hoping to get rich, don't, if you're yeah. sitting down to yeah. do a podcast because you love it, then you're golden. Like, cause seriously, it took my wife saying that to me last night. Cause I'm like, I don't know, maybe and she's like, what do you care about the numbers? You do it cause you enjoy it. And I'm like, that's true. I enjoy talking to Trump. Yeah. I have a good time. So yeah. maybe by the time I am 50 years old, I'll have reached certain level of enlightenment. Maybe. <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith no. in it, but it's no, possible. Stay. Nah, man, I'm going to go. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I couldn't resist. Dad, dad jokes. They're terrible. They are horrible. So, Trent, uh, what's going on in your life, by the way? Uh, we've been rambling on about a lot of... Uh, Broadcast. I'm sorry. I still get fascinated by the fact that we, you and I, right now are broadcasting with the same level that Jimmy Kimmel does. I yeah, don't know why. Well, I mean, technology, yes. The the, the writing power and charisma, no. No. <laughs> I have more charisma and no writers. You have got more facial hair. Yes, I do have quite a bit of facial hair. Got a haircut the other day. Uh, my barber. She she decided to open back up. Utah never really said no barbershops. Uh, I have quite a few friends that work in the industry who did decide to close. Thank you to them for not being selfish. 
um, <laughs> and, and and preying on 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 the the weak. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, just got a haircut. That that was neat. Um, been watching a lot of TV. Uh, have gotten really good at Counter Strike. Uh, death matches. Uh, to where I'm usually in the top three almost every game I play now. So that's fun. That's that's that is neat. Well, that sounds like something you could be playing on Twitch. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think in many ways, if it, if it hadn't already been territory explored by like the terrible gamer uh, series that Conan does. Uh, oh yes, I think that would have been something fun for you and I to do. Would be go through. Uh, and like take a game that you're really good at and then try and introduce me playing to it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But that road has already been traveled, if you will. Thanks, thanks a lot, Conan. Emmy Award winner. You've also been accomplishing a lot of home improvements uh, or your, your tasks around the place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, been working in the lawn a whole bunch. Got a load sitting in my trailer ready to go to the dump. Uh, just about ready to spray. For all my uh, broadleafed weeds, um, which is great because it kills pretty much everything that's not grass, uh, including morning glory. So wow. Although yeah, I, I will is, say, I, if you if you have any friends that have birds, if you if you do see that you're growing dandelion greens, then uh, they would love those. Oh, oh, like like birds as, as like house pets. Yeah, definitely not like you really? know. Really? Wait, what other way are people? Well, I guess chickens. But like, yeah. Well, I just I just didn't know like that that birds ate dandelion greens mm. america is... not not native to the united states mind you didn't know that uh, america yeah. by the america by the way not america bringing the heat saying that's pretty good with the two other guys that are still playing counter-strike <laughs> hey now for a game that's that's 20 plus years old <laughs> it's doing pretty well dude there are people that are sitting there legit playing everquest <laughs> on yeah. twitch and like I was just hopping around, I'm like, oh god, is anybody doing EverQuest? I look, and there's one guy, and I'm like, how does he have a hundred viewers playing this old ass game? Uh, and, and there are still professional uh, Age of Empires two players out there. No way. A absolutely, my 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 roommate is is kind of a uh, uh, personality in in the realm. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, in a whole boutique realm, if you will. Yeah. Really? Though. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, glad to hear that uh, you're going to be spraying. That's wonderful news. Uh, also interesting. Uh, I thankfully with all of the uh, shelter in place stuff, I have a haircut that's very easy to maintain as long as I have <laughs> razors. Right. Um, although you know, like my wife's uh, hairdresser did send a an at home maintenance kit. That's all I'll say. Uh, that that we were able to use. So that was a great way for her to come up with a way to generate revenue, uh, even though she couldn't be open. But oh, yeah. But um, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't mean to get into the heavy stuff, but I sure. I think you know because we are going through this experience, it is something important to talk about in a way and. Like yesterday, I was looking at the news, and uh, I was really, really disappointed to see things happen. Like I think it was both news about a Georgia church and a Texas church that had reopened, and now they're stopping services because either families or the the actual uh, you know like heads of church had been affected by COVID nineteen, and it's a, it's. I just don't understand why there are people that aren't taking it seriously. Um, 
but you uh, you Utah has a different perspective, right? Uh, no, no, not really. Utah wants to get back to work. Let's get rid of this fake news and okay, get back to work. Now let's let's explore this for just a second because this is the <laughs> thought that I keep coming back to. Okay. Yes. I mean, other than the fact that I'm terrified by how much of the country is willing to ignore science, but completely uh, and lovingly embrace conspiracy theories. Let's take that. We'll set it aside for a second. Also, Leroy Velasquez pointing out Game Pass added Age of Empires definitive collection on PC. Just FYI. There you go. Um, the thing that uh, I am kind of, I keep thinking about, because you keep seeing things in the news about how Trump is uh, urging states to reopen and and you know other members of the administration are saying it's important the country reopens but the question that I keep coming back to especially when you see things like the services happening and getting shut down in Georgia and Texas church these churches that these things happened in um thing I keep coming back to is regardless of uh when you reopen and how you reopen, how successful is that truly going to be when you have to contend with the flip side uh, of, of the, the people where they're going to be like my family, where we're not going to re-embrace restaurants or movie theaters or public gatherings or anything too soon. So, I mean, I think that I, I can understand the motivation for the push. I wish the push wasn't there. Uh, yeah. But but regardless, uh, wow, I just came to an epiphany, though. We're going to see, like, two different levels of... Act if, 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 let's, let's pre-qualify it. If it's not fake news, okay, Trent? Let's, sure. Let's work with a hypothetical. If yes. it's not fake news and there's actual science here and it's highly transmittable and people can be essentially a carrier in case you're wondering what asymptomatic means think of somebody with the disease who doesn't isn't affected and doesn't get sick yada 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 if that's not fake news then we're going to have basically two different uh sides of this we're going to have an economy that attempts to reboot and then is going to get impacted by uh health concerns and probably shut down again or you're going to get um well, that's it. You're going to get, there's going to be almost two classes of people, if you will, the, those that are getting sick and those aren't. And in the meantime, the economy is still going to be screwed, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, here's, <clears throat> this is, that's Trent's cough is, is inner monologue going, wow, why are we getting into such heady shit? <laughs> no, 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 it's not that it's, it's again, as, as the, 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 the tyrant emperor Leto II of House Atreides uh, articulated that humankind cannot think in terms of generations. Uh, economies, they don't boom in a month. They, they don't boom in a year. They don't, guess what, folks? They don't boom over four years. If that's tied to anything, nudge, nudge. No, what are you uh, getting at? It's like it's it's long term uh, spending and saving and prioritization for for personal interests and incentives for the government. And so whatever whatever short term possible gains 
that that can be made personally uh they will never outweigh the long-term assured gains for the collective but it's not how humans think right it's 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 the genes only care that they're alive long enough to pass on to the next uh generation and and so it's it's a me first uh uh, mentality, which is why nationalism uh, seems to always spring up because it's it feels good to think so selfishly. Well, you know, the, the biggest concern I have, because I'm not one of those people that is like, oh, well, I hope this happens because it'll prove me right kind of thing, especially, <laughs> especially not when the stakes are as high as they are. But uh, when it comes down to it, uh, capitalism, uh, republicanism, democratism, what have you, my biggest concern through all of this is that we end up having a population attrition basically to to Darwinism now. And that's not what I want to see things come to. So right. like I just hope people can see past what I really consider in many cases to be almost masterful political manipulation. Uh, I hope they can see past that to at least make the decisions they feel are best to keep themselves as safe as possible. I think that's the cleanest right. way to put it. You know, yeah. for example, uh, when my daughter and I go out to take the dogs for a walk, I wear a mask. I, I'm not required to wear a mask when I go out to walk the dogs. If I were going into an essential business like a grocery store, hospital, that doctor's office, you wear a mask. And mind you, the mask is not protecting me from anything. That's not, that's the way the science works. The only thing it does is if I were asymptomatic and I were wearing a mask, then if I were to cough and sneeze, I've greatly reduced my ability to transmit. Right. So I'm not gaining any safety wearing them on. The reason why I wear them on the walk isn't, isn't because it's required. I do it because I honestly am sending a message saying I'm wearing a mask. Please keep in mind to stay six feet away because the safety of my family is greater than my concern for looking stupid with this piece of fabric on my face. <laughs> right? right? That's what it is. Uh, Scott Cadoret or Cadoret, I don't know how to pronounce it on Facebook, says lots of Darwin Awards going out, going to break that site. Oof. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that's true. And it's it really is unfortunate because it's just, like I've seen people like joke about, uh, you know, when things like this come up, oh, they want to have church services. You know what? Let's just let this run right out. N nudge, nudge, ha ha, uh, vote blue. That's not funny because lives are on the line. Yeah, and that's, I, that's someone's that's someone's daughter they're talking about. Up there on the stage grinding. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You're not, <laughs> that's not what you were talking about. Uh, sorry to get heady for a second, but yeah, I just kind of want to emphasize that point. Really, just please try and make the best decisions possible. Um, I personally have three different masks now, uh, probably going for a fourth. Uh, also, I do have all those uh, buff things that I could also pull up over my face. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, buff? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tubular piece of expandable hmm. uh, fabric. But, oh, fabric. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's a, sure. Are you thinking with of a the, with, Fifi? I don't know, but it's it, with with a name like Buff. I uh, it's got to be on, good. I I wonder if it's on your Amazon wish list. <laughs> we don't talk about my Amazon wish list. Ooh la la. We don't talk about it at all. You know what sucks is we're going into the Memorial Day weekend, and I officially had to retire. That's why my grill. the flags are up. Say what now? 
the more I didn't know the holiday. I wondered why all the flags were up. I've been walking around. I'm seeing all these American yeah, flags no, everywhere. I don't know why. That's it. That's why. Okay, thank you. Sorry, sorry to derail there. That's it. Just <laughs> made a lot more sense. My life did now. Uh, America is saying people's life life is greater than uh, people's need to get a haircut. Well, it should be. Have you been tempted on wearing a superhero helmet or mask out in public? Yes, I have. I've I've considered going to the ridiculous extreme. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Odin Abbott, friend of the show, uh, his YouTube channel Odin makes. He recently made a a Bane mask from uh, the Dark Knight Rises. And the way he crafted it, he specifically did it so that he could stick a piece of cloth on the inside if he wanted to. And it would be uh, compliant with uh, social distancing and mask guidelines that are out. You know, uh, and also, actually, uh, I posted a picture of it uh, on my Instagram. I don't think I did it on the NetHeads one. And it's not here in the office. But I've got one that I, I received through the Legion M shop that is the... Hannibal Lecter restraint mask. Oh geez. Oh geez. So I've got that one. And actually just uh recently I received my movies one. See, I, I can have the uh oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. golden calf on me. I'm eating it. That's just what you want on your face. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm eating it. Um Yeah, it's weird times, but yeah, it's the Memorial Day weekend. So it's gonna be a okay. th- and and that's uh, that's exactly what I said too. Okay, so basically I'm not log and mind you, I'm thankful I have a job, but okay, so I'm just not logging on to work Monday morning. I'm not it's not like I'm there are right. people around here though. I've seen lots of uh trailers getting stocked up and loaded. So there are people that will be going out and camping. I'm just assuming they're gonna be socially distancing camping. Oh yeah, which which is easy to do when you're camping, right? Because everyone stinks already. Um no one like is 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 next to each other it's it yeah it's a great time to go be miserable with your family camping exactly <laughs> let's take all the convenience of being home throw it oh. out the window you're yeah. not a and, big fan and, oh i hate it oh not not that i hate it. i love being outdoors i love going and and, and spending a day in in the the you know where uh a day's drive from seven national parks is my home but uh i want to sleep in my bed man i want to take a shower at night i like, can respect that you know, uh, Leroy Velasquez pointing out that you should make a mankind face mask. Oh, now that's a good idea. That's that's a re- <laughs> that's a wrestling thing. Here's another. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Mick Foley was mankind, right? Yes. Yeah. Cactus Jack. There you go. See, I know. I know some things. I know some things about things. Uh, America pointing out since I moved to Australia, I've been required by law to change my name to Australia. I should have seen <laughs> that coming. <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Hey, Trent, uh, did you hear the news that comic books are back? Uh, finally. Now, what's your yeah. what's your take on all of this? Having been a former proprietor, um, I'm sure you had. Uh, let look. Let's let's just be friendly. Let's take your diamond distributing um, qualms aside for a moment. Okay, we're not going to get a comment if we do that. Is what I guess. Well. Here's 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 what I think. Um, Diamond has shown how incapable they are with this whole problem. This this and and not not just out of not being able to get books out um, because that that's a real thing, right? Like um, uh, and worrying about people's safety, this that and the other. The problem is that it was a flawed their inner workings have been flawed since 
well before this. And this was just the hiccup that brought everything to a, a, an emergency break halt. If, if uh, the, the online company that sends me dog food, uh, which is extremely popular and is sending out to, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of homes uh, daily, weekly, uh, can still deliver on a delayed time, but not having to just like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Stop. Uh, then you would think someone dealing in print publications could do so. So my biggest fear now is that Diamond has shown their ineptitude sufficiently that it is a if i were in charge of the print side of marvel the print side of idw of of dc comics you know there are a lot of other companies that specialize in print and mailing directly from the printer i.e. rr donnelly check pretty much every piece of mail you get that uh comes from whether it be google or uh, the IRS sometimes, like it's all done by R.R. Donnelly. They are printers and shippers. That's that's what they do. This is oh, on top of it, they print all the comic books already. R.R. Donnelly, right? Oh, so this is this is this is to me this is their this is this is their last straw. If I if I were in charge, if I were the in charge of distribution for Marvel, I would be like, let's cut out this extra middleman and deliver directly from R.R. Donnelly. See, I I view it as a different thing, but maybe I don't understand the nature of the problem. I just viewed it as them um, suspending things because we were in a situation where the places these would ordinarily be purchased through weren't going to be open. That's where I viewed it as. And also, you know, um, potentially the production could have been uh, impacted in the manner of uh, meeting uh, safety guidelines. In other words, you can't have... A certain number of employees within a certain confined space. They've got to be a certain distance away from each other, uh, so on and so forth. So that's how I viewed the issue. Uh, personally, my biggest fear when all this happened was just what was it going to do to the comic book industry? Because I think there is an, in even though digital delivery uh, is extremely convenient and, of course, not doing any favors to the comic book shop industry. Uh, local comic book shops should still be uh, something that we have because there is something to be said about tangibly having a comic book in your hands and being able to scroll through it at your leisure or realize, oh, the story story just skipped because I turned too many pages. You know, there's that's part of the experience. And, and yeah. it's, it's one of the ways that you could easily pass on something you enjoy. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's. It's the, it's the same it's the same reason that while record shops have waned uh, uh, vinyl records is now the um, the highest uh, selling form of of media right over over uh, CDs now right is records are they're selling more records than they are like LPs vinyl than 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 CDs um, and it's because of the experience that you get when you go into a specialized shop. Um, oh, you, 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 what do you mean? You've never, you've never heard Echo and the Bunny Men? That's perverse. Well, here, you got to check this record out or something like that, right? It's the same thing with, with a comic book shop. Um, the problem with this is now, uh, so let's take Utah, for example, right? Um, stores could remain open, 
uh, my my good friend Dave at Dr. Volts worked very hard to make sure that he was following very safe guidelines. People, uh, he set up a a curbside service so you could still come pick up your hold. He'd bring out the comics, uh, you know, no different than like a drive-through, you know, food place or or anything along those lines. Um, But they just stopped sending him books. Uh, the, the flip side to that being, uh, that with diamonds, uh, the way it's set up, if you were closed and they were still sending, you still had to pay for those books that came in. Um, because there's nothing given on credit from diamond. It's, it's (laughs) all, it's all COD. Uh, so it's, it's a damned if you do damned if you don't situation, I guess. It's just been interesting the way that industry kind of rolled into what it became in the way of distribution oh, and everything else. I know it's and yeah. and and uh, look, mind you, um, even though we have the benefit of being on Kevin Smith's network, I also recognize uh, that the owner of Diamond was uh, or the CEO of Diamond was a guest on Fat Man Beyond, and it was a yes. really great appearance. Steve Jeppy, check it out. Yeah, um, and, and it's really enjoyable. It's just that as, a, you know, Trent has certain opinions specifically because he was a small local comic book shop owner and the model of business is something that is extremely uh, cost prohibitive for somebody that is attempting to spin up a comic book business because you have to oh, make yeah. a certain commitment regardless of what you may even anticipate your initial sales on. Like I yeah. would realistically, I think we can definitely say if you're going to own a local comic shop or you're going to start don't. one, you're going to what well, don't fair enough <laughs> as someone who lives through the, but if you were going to, you know, count on lots of expenditures and lots of loss, probably for the first five years. Oh, at least, at least. And, and, and I mean, I, I don't think this is anything that Walt wouldn't tell you as well. Um, uh, about, about how the industry works and, and everything else, which is why, um, the, the collectability side, uh, can be a great way to augment, uh, weekly sales. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, and that's where the comic books will always have its, um, its niche and not, not, and I'm not saying collectability out of value, but I'm talking it out of the, um, the true definition of, of the term geek, uh, as, as like a, a freak, like someone who has to have a collection and, and complete everything. Um, that's, that's the collectability that I mean. So having those back issues, giving them a second life, um, rather than just like the the week to week comics that are coming out um and if you know there's there's not the that market where it's at the, there's an, uh, without another revenue stream be it games or whatever uh it's it's not something that can compete <coughs> i just the, I'll, I'll never forget the experience the feeling i would get because uh when I first found comics, there wasn't a local comic shop. Thankfully, one yeah, opened same. a little time after. Um, but I'll still never forget my excitement at buying a these uh, Secret Wars, I think number eight, which was the premiere of the black or the origin of the black and white Spider-Man symbiote yeah. costume. I'll never forget my excitement at finding it and buying it and reading it right before a doctor visit. Uh, and then my excitement when the local comic shop opened and then I was suddenly on the hunt because thankfully they weren't quote unquote wall books, uh, for secret wars one through seven. So I yeah. could understand what was going on. 
dude in, in my so it, it's funny that you bring that up i'm reading um around like uh issue 280 of uh fantastic four right now this is john burns uh h historic run on fantastic four and they they did secret wars so perfectly and i wish i wish that comic book uh tie-in series could be done this way again secret wars uh you had uh let's say issue a of whatever book you're reading comes out and then it just at, at the footnote you know it, at the very end it says and check you'll never believe what you know where this ended up see secret wars number one right secret wars comes out the the next week the next month you get uh your that same comic book not secret wars the one you were reading before it's the same issue the next sequential number and it's as if all the secret wars have already happened yes right yes isn't that brilliant and now and now uh i I've, i'm like whoa all this stuff has happened how did it happen now I'm enticed to actually collect this ongoing series as it comes out, not having to like slog through 15, 30 other titles to see what happens in the tie-in, but I'm actually enticed to follow this one storyline because it affected directly, and I don't know how it affected the characters I care about. Yeah, it was really messed up the way they did it, if you want to consider it. So basically, see, I mean, it was, a, in my opinion, ballsy move by Marvel. Yes. Really oh, ballsy never done, move. Never, nothing like that had ever been done. Because seriously, they uh, like from the think about what happened to Amazing Spider-Man people. So it did exactly Amazing Spider-Man was at whatever number. And then uh, it says, and you won't believe what happens next. And then you go to your next comic and it's like a three month time job jump. And Spider-Man is in a black and white costume now. Yeah. And you're not going to find out for eight more months. Yep. to find out what happened or how all of the story resolved. It was a yeah. really palsy move, but uh, honestly speaking, uh, especially compared to what I seem to remember as Secret Wars 2, uh, it was a really great run with some really great twists and turns, including, uh, let's just say, one of the Marvel universes and definitely the Fantastic Four, its primary villains, not only taking on, but stealing the power of Galactus, the world, the planet consumer. Yeah. Um, the world eater. That is just, it was, it was mental. Uh, bit of a letdown on the next step when, because if, correct me if I'm wrong, Secret Wars 2 was then basically the Beyonders adventures on Earth. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. So I'm sorry to hear that, but, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the whole point being having a tangible comic is is there's nothing else like it. Like especially what was that uh, that messed up adult oriented noir one that you sent me for Christmas? Uh, um, About the bad the good the bad cops. Um, hold on a second. It's Steve Lieber and and Nick Spencer's. Uh, uh, pretzels is the dog. Mm -hmm. Oh crap. What is it called? It's okay. It doesn't matter. It is a it is a great thing. And that's the other yeah. thing I love about tangible comics is my good friend Trent, who I almost never sent anything to, sent me Christmas <laughs> gifts. And in them was that. And, you know, it, it was the same thing with Superior Spider-Man. You re uh oh, you re-engaged me with the Spider-Man comic for a while because yeah. of that run. Uh, and so it was good. the same thing with this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got so mad when that sixth volume compendium ended yeah. on very climactic notes. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> anyway, uh, comics are an amazing storytelling device when they're done right. And it's just, it's, I hope it's something that the industry can continue to, uh, 
survive uh, through this from, because there, uh, I was just speaking with somebody the other day too. I was one of those guys and I'm sure it was almost every customer that was like this for you, but with your regular customers, for some reason, you know, you don't get this at the barber shop. You don't get uh, that you're a regular customer of, you don't do this at the grocery store where you're a regular customer of, but for some reason, the true comic shop nerd will always feel that they are, I don't want to say entitled, but they have a free pass to go in and just shoot the shit with their comic proprietor for hours on end about comic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's the different, that's, that's how you know if, if you're, if, you, if they enjoy it or not is if they're engaging back or if they're just listening, <laughs> otherwise you're holding them hostage. Yeah, exactly. And that's the important part. You got to remember is the visual is the, is picking up those visual cues. It's like, okay, well. For some reason, he hasn't looked up at this ledger uh, for three from that ledger for three minutes. Maybe the conversation is over. It's an important thing to key in on, I think. It anyway, is. It, it is. Uh, Trent, we've been going for well over an hour, an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, was there any quality content in there? I don't know. It's not my job to decide that. It's yours as a consumer. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for uh, that joined us on uh, the live aspect of the program because it's always. That's another thing too. I don't know why we I insist on doing this, but how do you feel about this, Trent? So I recently read an article that said one of the things your podcast should do because every much that Stan Lee taught us that every comic book could be a person's first comic. Sure. Book. Yeah. Um, he said that with the beginning of your podcast, you should start everyone off with like a summary of what's to come, what the beak yeah. a little, yeah. uh, which we cannot do. Hey, Chuck. Uh, look at you two morose-looking mother truckers right here. Smells like someone bleeped in your seat. I'm trying to keep it clean. I don't know why. Um, so what do you feel about that? Is that something we should start doing? And so we would end it here, uh, but we would still run audio, and it's like, hey, because you already do the lead-in with the, yeah. the number. Well, I mean, in uh, if if depends on you know what 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 our product is if our product is a podcast absolutely and that will be easy to do because a podcast isn't live and then we go back and and create an introduction and give timestamps for when we're talking about everything uh for a live production of of uh jazz uh rift uh chat between two friends i have no idea what we're going to talk about yeah, exactly. Uh, well, actually, I did. I had a whole list of like tech news to go over, but oh, yeah. there you go. There anyway, you go. Uh, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for uh, joining us. Really greatly appreciate it. Uh, please do remember you can go to netheadsonair.com for links to everything about us. Uh, you can go to what's uh, uh, Death Ray Media? Yeah, deathray.media. There we go. Go to deathray.media if you want to support uh, Trent. Uh, we do also have a Patreon, uh, which I'm going to have a discussion with our patrons there as well. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, your support, your interest is always appreciated. Every single one of you. Thankful you guys like to listen to our particular brand or bull of bullshit or even just scroll quickly through it. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah. Either way, I, we, I feel we appreciate you, even though apparently the patrons are mine and not specifically Trent's, but okay. Well, I, I'd like to think that you take care of them and I'm peripheral there. Well, Leroy Velasquez says, did Trent just call Netheads Jazz? Someone make that a shirt. I think last night I've referred to it as our particular version of vocal jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Speed up. Speed up. Doot, 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 doot. I just like saying it because you do that every single time. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, my name is Will. 
I'm Trent. And uh, in the immortal words of uh, the guy that does the announce, we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. I love the uh, product aspect of uh, this being like a live YouTube thing, a live streaming thing that we then <laughs> repurpose because uh, instead of putting the dates, I've tried to be cute by putting titles into place because I just think they sound good in comparison to uh, relative times, right? Sure. Um, this whole show, we never discussed the weather and I titled this Swelter in Place. Yeah, well, you know... Uh maybe it's a description of what the listener uh, experiences. Or maybe I should just start putting the dates. Maybe. What do you think? <laughs>